All right, welcome back to Fright Central. I'm Doc. I'm back here again with Keck, where we talk all things horror. And yes, that includes fantasy horror. And we're going to talk about the season two of Witcher. Oh, well, we're going to talk, well, we'll have a little recap of season one as well. But I'll let uh, you take uh, it from there, Keck. Well, first off, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Not, not much. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, been, uh, you know, just watching uh, a lot of, uh, catching up on a lot of series. Uh, yeah. like Midnight Mass and uh, Lock and Key season two and uh, and The Witcher season two. So yeah, yeah, The Witcher and I went back. Um, and like I I said I was gonna like I told you like um like a few days ago that I was thinking about like going back and like rewatching The Witcher season one, but like I just haven't had that much time. So I like I like skim some of like my like more like uh, favorite episodes and like my favorite scenes. So like I had like a it a little bit on my mind but i just wasn't able to go back and like re- it would have been like my third time re-watching it i mean it would have been nice to have it fresh on my mind but it was just like you know what whatever and uh i mean i feel like i retained enough of it and like uh, as we're going to talk about like i thought the witcher season two like just did an excellent job of like tying up all the loose ends like all the hangers that the uh the questions i had from the first season like the second season just did an excellent job of bringing everybody everything into place Absolutely. Uh, when I watched the, uh, when I finished watching the second season, I like you didn't watch the uh, rewatch the first season. I just watched like a recap, like an extended recap. And oh, you, that's what you Netflix. did. You watched like a, like a YouTube like recap or something. Yeah, and then I watched the one on Netflix as well. And then like when I finished the second season, I was like, "Fuck!" I kind of wish I went back and rewatched the first season. <laughs> But it's all I had, to, I had yeah. said, yeah, you were like, oh, I'm not really, I don't think I'm going to go back yeah. and watch it. But had, had you only seen the first season once? Yeah, I've only watched it okay. once. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I probably, like, would have, like, gone, I, in that case, I probably would have, like, gone and uh, rewatched it. But, I mean, I know you're also, like, a big content fiend, and, like, you try to absorb as much, like, content as, like, you possibly can, so, like, that would have kind of like fucked up your you know your feng shui or whatever yeah um, i mean i do go back and watch a lot of series that i've seen before multiple times yeah. but i know I, I, plan- I think i think you watch 24 like rewatch the entire like i don't know how many like nine seasons or whatever <laughs> yeah every time uh, a new season you, come out i rewatch it so yeah and you would like rewatch it with like i think you rewatch it like four different people or something like that me like with minor i think you rewatched it with Allie. like <laughs> it's just like you're like you're like you would make a friend and you're like yo how would you like to like hang out with me and like watch like nine <laughs> Uh, anyway so yeah i guess yeah you you absorb a lot of content but you actually um are thorough and you do go back and rewatch a lot of shit yeah yeah. but uh, also with the first season of the witcher i mean i thought it was okay and like i enjoyed it but like i felt the timelines were a little bit confusing for me that's why i didn't go back and watch it because i was like "Eh, it's all right i don't feel like i need to go back and watch it but since season two finished now i'm like all right, now I can't wait for the uh, Witcher Blood Origin, the uh, prequel series that comes out this year. Then I'm gonna yeah, watch just... the uh, the um, animated movie that came out uh, last year that I didn't watch yet. That uh, um, is a prequel also to this 
so it takes place in between. It's a uh, Geralt's. Um, yeah, mentor. one of the people that did the animation, like one of the people that was involved in it, is the uh, guy that did um, the uh, animation for the second Witcher game with Project CDR. Um, okay. So he was like actually involved in the animation. I thought I, I noticed I didn't watch the animated thing yet. I only saw like a small part of it, like sort of like a trailer, and like I noticed his influence right away, and I looked up to see if he did it, and sure enough yeah he was involved yeah when it i was, was watching like very a very graphic novel-esque yeah when i was watching a like uh an ending one of those like um youtube videos of uh witcher season two they were had mentioned that were like oh in case you missed the animated movie and like they kind of showed you a little bit and talked about what it was about and i was like shit yeah. i should watch that and now like season two i thought was so good that it it's gotten me more interested in the world and and now i might actually start playing the game even though i've talked about it for years well one thing i did not realize until like i started like until actually like right around the start of um the first season of the witcher when i found out they were developing it into um a series i didn't realize that like um not necessarily the first Witcher game, but I believe the second Witcher game and the third Witcher games are actually made to take place, I believe, after the books are finished. Oh, okay. I know that's the case. I, I don't know. Like, I've heard it explained to me, like, several different ways, but apparently it had to do with, like, legal disputes between the author and the makers of the game. Because the author wasn't real keen on having his work made into a video game. He thought, you know, I, I understand that. He probably thought, like, oh, you know, they're going to butcher the story. I've now heard that he's, like, kind of come to, like, be all right with it when he saw, like, how good the games were and yeah. like how well they did i think the witcher 3 is considered to be like one of the most played games in the history of video games like it's still like whenever there's a youtube video up like and this has been out i think it got released in 2015 or 2016 i think it was 2015 um like it is still today one of the most played games and like whenever there's videos out on youtube like there's mad comments like oh cool did you like it's really really amazing so i think the author has kind of like come around to it at least that's what i was reading but originally there was like a legal dispute and i believe um if you uh people listening want to like look up to it like i think there was like a small legal proceeding i don't know if it ever went to court but like there was copyright and shit like that um discussed so there was some hostilities okay well uh yeah, well, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but yeah, one, I was watching the video on uh, what we could possibly see in the future. Yeah. Uh, they were saying that, like, in the game, there's, like, seven different endings or something like that, so they're not sure, like, which in way. The in the game, I think there's, uh, I think there's more than seven. I think there's, like, 50 different. <laughs> oh, maybe it's several different endings. It might have been what he said, yeah, so I don't yeah. know, like how close those that the third game is to the books or not so i i, I mean I'll, I'll probably get around to the books uh Probably yeah, you can go, you can Google the. I think like I think there's like um I think there's uh like in the ending story they tell you like how everyone ended up, and I think that there's only like maybe a half 
dozen like real hard endings but i think that like there's based on decisions you made there's like certain like like sort of like side quest endings that could be changed in like a formula of like 50 different paths or something like that but like yeah i mean there's only like six or seven like concrete like like major decision endings at least i I don't know i've only played through the game twice so i can't really say for sure but i mean you can always like look it up if you're interested in knowing more about the game and how uh the game relates to the actual series and the books and whatnot yeah i kind of like some major differences yeah i kind of like how they um you don't know which direction they're going to take yeah like the third season if it's going to be straight up like right right from the books or is it going to be like a little bit of the books and the game or or what direction they're going to go into and i, and I kind of like that so it leaves it open yeah for, yeah, I, for yeah i'm not sure up to up to guesses so i've noticed certain scenes in the series seem seem to pay homage to the game um but the thing is though it the series is based on the books yeah and so that. in order so in order for them to like incorporate like like hard story torn us uh, hardcore like storytelling elements from the game i'm not sure how that would be possible because if it comes like sequentially after all the books in like sort of like an alternative reality that the game create for itself yeah. i don't know how they'd be able to do it but you know what getting into the uh the second season now and just the series in general i mean they're very very talented people that are making this i loved season two and you know i think this is a good way to get in how we felt about it but like like they're very clever storytellers and uh i would not put it past them that they could figure out how to like integrate all different uh types of things in it because i thought see uh season two was like exceptional what did you think just initial reaction yeah like just like you said i thought it was fantastic and like uh when i know they talked about like you keep hearing all these oh the next game of thrones next game of thrones and the first season didn't really feel like that to me uh, but I feel like this season you got a, more of a, like a feel of like what's going on in different places. I think my only drawback was that like in Game of Thrones, you knew kind of where everything was, especially with the, the intro for uh, Game of Thrones kind of mapped out for you where all the locations were. So it kind of helped when you watch the show it would have been cool if they did that with the witcher i mean that definitely like because playing the game like i had like trouble i'm like wait so tamaria is where exactly like i had trouble like um apparently like you can download um if you go on google and do witcher maps you can download like um they have this for game of thrones too where you can like see the different continents but like geographically uh one thing about the series and the game i'm kind of like hard to hard pressed to tell where everything is like in like the world where the main thing takes place because i'm assuming they're going to start getting into the different dimensions and portals in season three yeah. but like in the main in their main reality like where Geralt and yennefer and all the characters like are based in their plane of reality like 
uh, geographically it's a nightmare in my head i really don't understand like i i don't understand like a tamaria redania like i'm not sure like apparently there's provinces and like so i have no idea where everything is i know nilfgaard like where they control is more in the south and i know nilfgaard's kind of in the war with the north but like geographically where everyone hails from and like where the conflicts originate I have not watched, I have not read the books yet. So I, it's still a fucking total maze in my head. Yeah, I'm assuming <laughs> I have the, no idea. I'm assuming Centra's in the center. <laughs> That's about like, all I know. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know. And like, I'm not a hundred percent certain as to like the politics as to why. Um, because like, it seems like everybody like has their own piece of the pie. They all have like adequate land and like most the kingdom seem pretty prosperous so i'm not exactly sure what has created the political and civil strife that has led them all to war and i think that's something that i probably won't get until like i read the books because yeah. like the producers of the show had pretty much said you know this is for fans that a fan base we've already created through the books and the games so like i guess they didn't really feel like maybe the origin show because you had just yeah. mentioned that i found out about that show after the final episode of uh the witcher season two oh, after the credits yeah. i thought it was like i thought i was like damn they're showing like a trailer for season three already because it looked like but like it then it showed witcher origins and i was like oh it looks like this is probably going to be what explains what i just said i had all that confusion with yeah. like what yeah, do so. you understand like where all the conflicts come from like no I, like <laughs> you know you finished it so you now know that amir nilfgaardian emperor cyrilla is his daughter and so well, uh... i I should have said spoilers before we started, but I guess if you're watching or listening to this, if you haven't seen The Witcher yet, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been out for months. And well, let's anyway, we start and, with the recap of. Uh, why don't you start and, with the recap of the first season before we start? Well, just real quick ends. too. Also, if you didn't know this, that means you never played the game because The Witcher season three or The Witcher three, the Wild Hunt video game. The whole premise of the game is that Amir, the emperor of Nilfgaard, hires Geralt to track down Ciri because she's gone missing. And so uh, the premise yeah. of the third game is, you know, the wild hunt is like actively after Yennefer. They're they're hunting uh, Cyrilla constantly. And the emperor of Nilfgaard hires Geralt and is like with all resources necessary all means necessary i need you to get to my daughter so like you kind of so what i'm saying is if like this is a spoiler to you fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> because no, you i mean i didn't play the game yeah. so that was like if i hadn't watched season two obviously yeah. if you're listening to this you've watched season two by yeah. now but like yeah that was a complete surprise to me i did not yeah. see that coming so well i wouldn't have seen that coming either like if i had not known it from the games like i would have had no fucking idea like i was i would have been like what yeah <laughs> like that's a fucking crazy twist but yeah like that's that that's the thing and you would think uh, i mean uh, tell me if you disagree but like did he really have to go through all that fucking war just to like find this? He couldn't like just send the message to her and be like, yo, like 
uh, you know, the emperor of Nilfgaard wants to contact you, princess. He's actually your long lost father and he'd like to meet you. It seems like Nilfgaard decided like, nah, we're not doing that. I'm not revealing that. I'm going to like straight up sack Sintra murder the entire population just to get to my door like that was this whole thing like i don't understand like why he needed to do you know what i'm saying like my main beef with this series so far has been that i do not understand like where all the turmoil is coming from in between the different factions yeah, I mean, but- I know Redania has like a crazy king who's like very uh, power hungry and his son is even crazier and more psychotic. So like Redania is all about like, you know, they're kind of like the Russians where they want to like, you know, spread out and like, you know, fucking like annex different territories. Like Redania is all about power. So I kind of understand that. But like everything else like i don't understand like i don't understand what's going on so i'm a little bit i would have liked it if they explained that a little bit more like what about you do you think like Nilfgaard had to burn half the world and like you know make all these plans and plots to like murder children and shit like that (laughs) just to get to his daughter well see that's what i was confused about in the uh that's why when i finished the second season i was like shit i should have went back and watched the first season again because um he he ends up being the the white flame right that's what the name is yeah and so he was the porcupine dude that that married the elf girl that had Siri, right? I thought he was in Centra and I thought he died in the war. So I was like, wait, why did they even oh, I'm not I'm not him? sure on that. I'm not I'm not yeah. sure if he was the porcupine guy. Oh, I'm that's not... why I thought his uh, that's why I thought her father was. Yeah, that was her. Yeah, because she had the gift, like you know, the queen is telling yeah, I'm really that was a little surprise. He like, he was like, Oh, well, like. I don't have you don't have anything that that I want, so I'll just say the law of surprise, and that's when he found out that like she was pregnant, and he was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, great. Now I, I don't understand. The, I don't understand yeah. the timeline because the queen appeared to be the same age. Like when that event happened, I know what you're talking about when the cursed porcupine guy came, who like you know was cursed to look like a porcupine, and Geralt like jumps in, is like this man is cursed. Yeah. Like right after that, they go into a time period where the queen is there with Cirilla. The queen looks to be the same age. Um, oh, the queen's that's right. partner is there. So I'm really like, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I'm. Did he I guess, get like, outcast and go back to, was he always the, uh, the, the um, nerf fielder? <laughs> Sorry, I to say that wrong. Uh <laughs> Was he always the, the the king in the in the south? I guess and went did all surprise the Centra and then. First off, I'm not exactly sure where the Nilf Guardian Empire is located. I think but... it's in the south. When I looked yeah. up the map, it looked like it was. Well, in the south. they referred to the north. They were like and we they have were going northern kingdoms and chaos, and they're yeah. real big fans of that. Yeah, you know what uh, I yeah, mean. I so, like, they they talk a lot about like you know the North is in chaos. Like that's exactly what they want, and like with the kingdoms kind of like you know um, 
feuding between one another like that's to like Nilfgaard's advantage because then they're able to like they were trying to give all the elves like safe haven like you know come come to us like fight for us like you know we don't re we don't have like the same racism and prejudice because like obviously like a big part of like the world of the witcher is like um the elves like are treated as second-class citizens yeah. like a lot of people see them like on the you know on the social like racial like caste system they have there the elves are at the very bottom i think yeah. um i'm not exactly sure i know that there was like some kind of like hardcore elven rebellion there were big wars and stuff with a faction called the scoyatel but like they don't really talk about that in the series. So I wasn't really going to get into it. I think again, that's something we're going to see in the origins thing. Yeah. I yeah. I hope, so. I hope so. Cause yeah, like you said, like that, one of my uh, big <laughs> things was not only knowing where everything was, cause there'd be times where like Yennefer and Siri would be like, seem like they'd be taking a while to trek back to Centra. And then like they'd get there. And then suddenly they fucking, uh, Carol would show up and be like wait how did he get there so fast like because then again I didn't know where he was coming from so yeah there was like instances like that where where it was kind of like where is everything in relation to other things but also why are people attacking certain things for yeah. reasons like I understand like the elving uh, thing that was the only thing that was made like pretty clear but other than like why they were trying to take this type of power why there was beef between the kingdoms and stuff like yeah. that i think that was so hopefully that, that yeah that'll be explained in the in the blood origin i really don't understand why they didn't like he could have at least made cirilla aware without any kind of violence that her father was alive and he was in fact the emperor of nilfgaard yeah like he could have just like thrown that out there because she's already obviously in danger everybody's sort of looking for Cirilla, which is the same thing in the game everyone wants siri because yeah. to make the whole witcher universe even more complicated after what we just said there's also going to be now a lot of different dimensions where there's other creatures and where other races come from, like the wild hunt, like this rare elven. So like they felt that like geographically it wasn't confusing and complicated enough. So <laughs> now they're going to start throwing in different worlds, different yeah. spheres as they call them. And it's interesting enough because uh in the game Siri talks about like how she'll like sometimes just teleport into different worlds. And in one world it sounds like she comes to Earth. Like she describes like tanks and people driving cars and like people fighting with like machine guns and stuff like that. So it's like I thought that was like really interesting. I don't know how hardcore that gonna like get in the series or you know that's probably just something that was for the game but like if things weren't confusing enough like yeah now in season three they're gonna have like a lot of different worlds i'm assuming yeah because at the end of the second season you know the wild hunt 
makes its I think that was its first appearance. They talk about the wild hunt yeah. in season one in the very first episode. The queen of Sintra says, you know, the wild hunt hasn't been seen in like a long time. Like, so they're not like a big deal. But like again, they don't explain anything about what the wild hunt is. They don't really talk about it that much in either season up until like the very end i know Gerald mentions it a bunch of times they mention it but it's like, not oh, like on us yeah but wild hunts upon us like you get like mentioned. yeah they talk like, about okay. like, yeah, yeah. It, they leave it a mystery and that's yeah. intentional like that. obviously yeah. and also it's like um sort of like if i was going to compare game of thrones like with the white walkers like a lot of people um from when they do mention it in the series a lot of people think that uh people that have claimed to have seen the wild hunt are crazy that like a lot of people don't think it's real like yeah. the white like they don't a lot of people think it's like just a fairy tale that used to scare children but it obviously is very real and very terrifying and probably going to be a huge part of season three yeah so when they did show the um <laughs> the wild hunt I put and you, you had mentioned that they were like more similar, like you were saying that they're, it's kind of similar to the White Walkers. But when they showed the Wild Hunt, it reminded me more of the Ring Wraiths from uh, Lord of the Rings than it did of the White Walkers. I thought. Yeah. Um. I was just comparing it to Game of Thrones. So I mean, I was just like using the White Walkers as an example because, yeah. like, you know, a lot of people like thought it was myth. Like, you know, what I mean, like, you oh, know, that is, yeah, yeah. It, it's always a myth until like you know it's staring you right in the face and like that's the wild hunt it becomes apparent to a lot of the skeptics that like oh the wild hunt is very 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 real yeah. <laughs> and they have the power to pretty much just do like damage on like an epic scale like they have like tons of powers they can enslave it, it yeah, I mean, yeah, like in Game of Thrones, they had to literally go and get one of the fucking uh, the White Walkers fucking like uh, zombie fucking pets and drop it off at fucking King's Landing to fucking prove that the fucking thing existed for them to fight. And even them. even then, they were, there were some people that still doubt it, like yeah. the authenticity. Like yeah. they're like, well, you know, this could be tricked. Yeah. So you know, it's and even like, then, she was like, yeah, that's not my problem. That's your problem up in the north. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like global warming in a way yeah yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's never it's never a problem until we're like at the precipice we're like oh yeah oh yeah oh that oh, is yeah. a situation yeah that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a problem and then it's too uh, late yeah you know like uh that movie don't look up yeah uh, i thought that was great i was just about to say that yeah yeah just throw a little uh gotta give a little shout out to that um yeah that's a different breed of horror, <laughs> <on the> horror. <laughs> but um yeah so um but yeah just moving on um did you have any other like was there anything else that uh stood out to you about uh this season compared to the last or just in general uh i really liked the i mean i could tell like why everyone was going after Siri? I thought the, everyone wanted her for their own reasons to like yeah power and stuff like that. I really liked the uh, the Baba Yaga, the, uh, the the darkness, the woman in darkness. What was her name? Yeah, uh, the the death uh, the what the death mother, the deathless mother, 
Deathless Mother. Yeah. She's not in the games. I don't know anything about her. So yeah. that was totally new to me. Like when she was down there saying hut hut, like calling out to her. Like yeah. I had no idea what the fuck. As soon as that, that house movie. stood up on the fucking chicken legs, I was like, oh, it's a Baba Yaga fucking uh, uh yeah. Baba Yaga thing. I was like, I understand that. So I thought that was a nice reference to like uh because that's kind of like the Russian like boogeyman or or like witch witch thing. Well, so it I means boogeyman. I think like that was in John Wick. Um, like yeah, it means it literally means boogeyman and like yeah, Russian or whatever. And a lot of times it's depicted as like she uh, as a uh, a woman living in a house. Yeah, as, like on chicken legs and stuff like that. So like I understood that. Okay, in, so you like, got that reference. Game. Yeah, because I mean the Witcher universe, like in the games, like that's just full full stuff like that. And there was like a really there's a particular monster that's um in one of the games. It was one of my uh favorite parts of the game. Uh, a monster called like I think it's called like a hem or something. It's like a demon, and basically it it is attracted to people that are in extreme pain and it feeds off of their agony. It will make them mutilate themselves. It will make them perform cruelty to others. And like, it just feeds off of their pain and there's ways to get rid of it. But like, it, it involves like, like really extreme things. Like if you play the game, like, like there's a part where they like, like try to make this guy believe that like he burned the baby alive and like that draws it it's very very pissed um but yeah in the witcher universe there's a lot of monsters like the uh that evil witch in the hut um yeah the deathless mother was... off of pain you yeah. know what i mean that's a big that's a big thing um, yeah i really liked how she feed off pain and hate and like anger yeah. and stuff like that and she like, got they, off yeah <laughs> and they realize that they're like shit we kind of have to fucking come together and fucking you know yeah try to, you try can to get hear her back. laughing i like yeah. that effect like yeah. when like when like some of the people that she obviously like like yennefer who she had a lot of hold over like they were she was always whispering in her ear and when um what was the uh sorceress? desires and shit like yeah what yeah. was the name of the sorceress of uh Nilfgaard, the one that made the deal with the elves well, uh, Fr Frangilla. Frangilla, Frangilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frangilla. Um, when she, oh, I, I still never understood like how the high commander that like what she like uh does that thing where she freezes. Oh, I time, love that. Like, that's one of shade. my favorite scenes. Yeah, <laughs> she just starts. And she like stabs the one the guy's dude. eye out. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can hear you can hear the witch laughing like as she does yeah. that like. The witch is like getting off on that. Yeah. And I still, I don't understand. She killed all of his boys. I mean, they were all talking shit. Yeah. They were planning to like fuck her over. And she goes up to him and is like, you know, I'll never know like whether or not you plan to fuck me over. But because of that, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to rave to the emperor and say like, you know, all the great shit I did. He seemed to kind of let that go rather quickly because well, the next time you see him talking to her, like they're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I would have more been like, yo, bitch, that was not fucking cool. Like you murdered the entire high command in front of me and then like put a knife to my throat. Like, 
we need to talk about this. <laughs> nah, because I, I think he might have been been playing as well. And then, like, once he saw, like, that he what she can do. He didn't seem like he was, though. He yeah, did not but, seem like he was. But once he she was saw like, what he can do, he was like, fuck, dude, I cannot fuck with her. I need to play it cool with her and pretend, like, fucking nothing happens. Like, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't know if I would have let that go. Is I would have been like, you know, like, look, I've never given you any reason. You spied on that conversation. You heard me say that, like, you weren't the enemy and we should all be working to get, which is what yeah. he was saying. Yeah. He was like arguing with them saying like, he's like, yeah, Frangel is not the problem here. Like, you know, I mean, we're all supposed to be working together, like to achieve this common goal and like this uh, infighting, this silly internal strife isn't helping anyone. That's what he was saying when she was spying. So like, I'm just saying like, I would have been like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, you really need to put on that display in front of me and then threaten me in such a way when like you heard me saying like you know i don't that for me that would have fucking pissed me off but whatever um i mean what are you gonna do like she yeah she can fucking kill you at any moment like she's that fucking powerful well she's obviously not that powerful because the emperor she mentions how she doesn't want to go back to the dungeon ever again yeah so obviously at some point during her tenure in the service of Nilfgaard, it implies that she ran afoul with the, you know, bureaucracy of their politics and was in the dungeon. Yeah, I don't she know. She was when, in hot water with them at one point. It implies yeah. that, I think. Well, I think, no, I think during the uh, attack on uh, Nilfgaard, because remember, her and Yennefer end up in prison together. So I think she got caught during oh, the I thought, I thought she was referring to a time when she was in hot water within the kingdom of Nilfgaard. Oh, no, I just think she meant being, like, okay. locked up in general, because because okay. they run into each other, and they both get, end up being captured. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I know that, but I believe that, I thought she was talking to the high commander uh, about that, um, the Nilfgaardian high commander. I thought she was referring to a time when she like, got in trouble with Nilfgaard, because oh. Nilfgaard is known to be, like, rather unforgiving about, like, failures and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, dungeons and torturing are, you know, just parts of like you know the way they do business yeah i just assumed it was like uh, her talking about her being yeah maybe i misunderstood yeah that's that's where i I took it understood but for as powerful as she was she was not able to get herself out of that at the end like she wasn't able to just like teleport away um you know the the white flame was basically just like yeah um you guys are lying to my face. I'm the one that had that baby killed. There's a lot like, of baby killing. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, like killing a child is like a terrible thing. And that's why I had to do it, you spineless lying fucks. Yeah. And like had them thrown in the dungeon. And we should also mention one of the reasons that Frangilla acted the way she did is she teleports to visit her uncle, I believe it is. That's part of the um, brotherhood, the brotherhood of sort. And she's like basically saying like, uncle, like 
I need help. I fucked up in Nilfgaard. Like I thought I had arranged this like great uh, union between Nilfgaard and the elves. The emperor is going to find out I'm a total fucking failure. Like I know I've broken what they call the laws of chaos chaos refers to magic in the world of the witcher and like how you control your chaos is like you know your magical abilities and like she's like i know i experimented with forbidden magic and whatnot but like i'm asking you for help like my life is i'm in serious danger here matter of life and death and her father who i believe is the same actor that plays the original candy man I think it's him. You know, I have to look. I'm, 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 pr- I'm pretty certain that is the Candyman. Uh, you can look it up if you want as we go. But um, whatchamacall, uh, I mean, I call them the Candyman. That's who I call. <laughs> I don't know his name. I just, I'm pretty sure it's him. But uh, anyway, um, he kind of insults her. And he's like, you know what? You don't have to, like, forgive like uh for betraying us you have to forgive that like a stupid little girl like you thought you could make any difference whatsoever in Nilfgaard he was insinuating that like you know she was like a petty you know person that just didn't have the ability to really make any real change in the world and that she should fall in line and know her place he insults her really hardcore and that's when she goes back to Nilfgaard and, you know, stabs that guy's eye out and does all that other shit. Yeah, it's not the, it's not Tony Todd. It's not, it's not him. No. Oh, I thought, well, maybe I just really wanted it to be him. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I thought, I, 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 th- I thought it was that guy. Unless that was, it might have been the actor who gets blamed at first for Tony Todd's, uh, for for the Candyman killings, yeah, uh, but that's a different actor. Yeah, I know. I think I know who you're talking about. And well, they they look a lot similar either way. Yeah. Um, but uh, which McCall? Um, so yeah, he like insults her real hardcore because she does like try to basically say like I'm in over my head. I need help, and he. I don't know why he decided to like not just like say all right we'll make a case for your forgiveness instead he like terribly like berates her and you know humiliates her right there patronizes her death and she basically like flips out and goes back to Nilfgaard and just executes the entire high command which made the witch really happy but uh yeah i mean i'm not sure yeah i i i didn't really understood like why he acted that way i guess he's just a real fucking asshole yeah that's how i took it (laughs) yeah i'm still like and i'm like a little bit confused about like the brotherhood is what they call it in the um in the series i believe in the game they call it the lodge and that's like the commune of like sorceresses and leaders and stuff like that i'm like a little bit like um confused on like how that works like bureaucratically like because they had all the kings and queens at the table at the end when they decide to put the bounty out on Siri. Yeah. Um, you know, because they say at the end, like, you know, it'd be better if she was just dead. Not that, like, you know, they say it was easier when uh, Sorella was 
thought to be dead and they all decide for some reason like again they don't like try to reach out and even see like if this is a sort of reasonable girl like everybody's going to like great extremes to like deal with this situation they decide to kill her not even reach out to Gerald or other people that they know she's close to that they could at least like gauge temperature and see like maybe we could resolve this without violence like instead they try to kill her Nilfgaard decides to wage a war across the entire continent there's no com- normal communication and like <laughs> I don't get that yeah well, I mean I alone they it's it's because she you know she's got that elder and she can be used for like nefarious reasons so like it's better if they just they don't even know about that till the very end yeah i know but like um but i'm well when that's when they decide to kill her and then they that's when they decide like hey it's better if we kill her than let her fall into the hands of the enemy that's how i you know i guess but like does the brotherhood at the end know that she's elder blood because the elves find out the witchers find out Nilfgaard of course the emperor knows it because you know he obviously fucked her mother so he's aware of the situation um but I don't know if like the brotherhood, like when they decide to put the bounty out on her, I'm not sure if they were aware. That I believe they do. I thought it was mentioned. And that was, it was mentioned. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hazy there, but like, again, like it just seems like everyone is going to like, what would be in my book, the nuclear option. Yeah. Absolutely. Where my first, like, I would try to attempt some kind of diplomacy or just even open, like, the slightest line of communication to see if there's any chance I might get, like, a, okay, well, why don't we meet up and discuss this? Like, you know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, instead, it's just, like, assassins or mass war like you know all over one person regardless of their powers one thing that is clear though is that no one really except like Geralt and Yennefer at the end and maybe the wild hunt really understand what Ciri's potential is yeah because the only people that know what Ciri's potential is are the people that have witnessed it and like it's not till the very end where Yennefer's just like holy fucking shit like I don't care what is promised to me like this like I've never even heard of the power that she wields like you know what I mean so she's at the point where like you know she at the end is trying to break like the uh kind of union that her and the evil witch had about her getting her power back she's just like no <laughs> like no yeah. way yeah like um because she was yeah, like, she, I, yeah she was like i thought like <laughs> i wanted my power back and i thought i liked the the, 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 case of the chaos uh magic but like yeah as soon as i saw what she could do i was like fuck that like fuck whatever i did like i'm sorry like we have to do i'm an hand under her this fucking feet, girl yeah, yeah. yeah like she has something that i i mean i don't even understand like yeah i mean in the games like they explain a little bit more but like yeah they're just coming to at the very end like trying like 
trying to even understand like what she's capable of no one really gets it like they're talking about like how we need to like sit down and try to like even identify her ability so we could teach her how to control it because she feels she talks about how she always feels like she's on the like cusp of like losing control and like when she gets pissed off she creates terrors in the crust of the earth. <laughs> yeah, bring forth these fucking new monsters and shit. Which, by the way, I think all the monsters, since this is a horror show, we should talk about the monsters. Yeah. I think all the monsters looked uh, better than the first season. Yeah, yeah I agree. Were great. I, I, it was almost I, like I agree with that. It felt like almost like every episode we were getting to see like a new monster. It seemed like, and I was like, "Oh, this is fucking fantastic!" Like, yeah, it, it, it reminded yeah. me of like Geralt, like in the games, how you would take a contract, you get to a new town, you go up to the post-it board, you pick off a, a contract for like a a griffin that's killing people or something like that, and yeah. like yeah. I it kind of reminded me there was always like some kind of new creature. Yeah, I I, I like the uh, I like the monsters um in season two more. But Geralt kind of had mentioned that like he was starting to see monsters that he had never even heard of before. Yeah, and he was like kind of leading that like there's like a a dimensional situation, uh, sort of like uh, I guess the mist how like the new monsters were coming in from another dimension like so yeah like things were getting things were starting to get like more complex yeah but speaking of monsters like one of my favorite uh episodes i I don't remember if it was like the first or second but when a girl goes to see that like beast dude and then like there's the woman living in the the uh ceiling the Bruck, the, yeah it's uh vampire called a bruxa yeah yeah she's uh she's a she's a vampire that has like um the bruxa are like a unique type of vampire in that um you know they look like a beautiful woman they uh have the power to of course like transform into like you know their like true form and they have this ability where like they can like yell like they can let out like a really high pitch screech that's like paralyzing and even has the power to like create like a huge force that can lift you off your feet um but in uh in like the games too though um they're able to kind of like they look like beautiful women and they'll like be able to like lure men into an alley because like they look like just like beautiful like um just like very enticing like femme fatales and they like lure men and also other women and in the games it's interesting too because they even like kind of talk to like wildlife like you know you're near a bruxa because the birds will start singing and stuff like that they're a very interesting creature it's like a different take because there's like many different forms of vampire in the witcher world there's lower vampires there's higher vampires and there's like the bruxa and the bruxa is like my favorite uh kind of vampire so i know what you mean uh, yeah i just mean like say. the uh the whole story of like how he <clears throat> could, like he was cursed to be in that form yeah. until like the true love so it was a very like a uh, a cool take on the on the beauty and the beast here scenario and yeah. like she was she was a monster and siri like didn't want to kill her she was like if she's a monster i'm a monster like yeah. what does that mean for me and then like when she is finally uh killed 
he is broken free of the curse because he was in love with the Bruxa and stuff like that. So I thought that whole like that. And you find that was just Tormund from uh, Game of Thrones. What was that? Oh yeah, just, what's, yeah, that's what he yeah, thought. That's yeah, that's uh, the yeah. guy I played Tormund. No idea until he changed. Like my, yeah. yeah, he yeah. he's my he's like one of my he might be my favorite character in all Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um he was really great in the books. Uh, but, but yeah, I thought uh, yeah, that was yeah. a fantastic like episode. And it was all and yeah. it did feel like a standalone episode at the same time. It, it like kind of helped you understand like uh series character a little more and like and, yeah. and everything like then like she's like well fuck like and this is before she even like got to Geralt's home to start like training with uh I, yeah I, I did like the whole training um stuff with Geralt and then like when she starts training a little bit with Yennefer as well and, and with uh was a Vesmir with the potions and stuff like that I like how she's getting yeah. like all her like uh different uh, aspects of training going on too I, like I thought that was really good one thing that's very interesting that I, I think I should mention is see in the Witcher in the games Vesemir is very anti ever creating new witchers. He refers to the trial of the grasses to be an absolutely barbaric practice. He does he, mention it in the show too. Like, he, well, like him I don't and like all creating. the witchers yeah. are like adamantly against it. They're glad. Like, don't get me wrong, they're not happy that, like, the witchers are going to die out forever, but, like, they are, talk about how they are glad that they are never, ever going to submit that to any young boy or young girl, because regardless of what, I mean, it has a very low success rate, like, I think, yeah. like, only one in ten live, and it is also an extremely agonizingly painful process yeah apparently so they cover a lot of that in the uh in that animated series because that's all about vesmir yeah. and like him meeting gerald and, and uh and yeah i'm just saying like, their attitudes are like wildly different like yeah. he vesmir would never have um exposed siri to that in the game well but in, in the, this in the show he didn't want to either but when like she's like yeah. no this is what i like this is what i want like you have yeah to i know i get that like, he's very would have never made that deal because he would never have wanted to make new witchers is what i'm saying so like that's a deal yeah. like in the game world he would never do that to anyone so like you know i mean that that was just like a an interesting contradiction because his eyes light up when he sees like literally yeah. <laughs> uh, when he's like holy shit like this is elder blood like we can like start making witchers again like you know he's like oh, real yeah. happy yeah. that is a dramatic contradiction to like the vesemir from the game who's like sort of like a, a lovable grandpa who like would never you know hurt a fly unless like you know it was uh a monster and there was a contract yeah. out for it. well i'm, assuming, <laughs> you know, I'm I mean, assuming it's close to the books then and that and that yeah episode. yeah i don't yeah see that's the thing never read that so like yeah. i don't know but um i agree i like the training uh sequences and i was very happy that they did not do a montage yeah me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask you what you thought about that did you think there might be a montage coming I thought I there thought might have been, like, yeah. But I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad it was so trained. And then, like, you would see like the uh, other witchers come out, and they'd be like, 
look at this fucking chick. She can't fucking do this shit. And they'd like talk shit to her. Then like when she started to go through it, they're like, yo, you need to come check this shit out. Like she's going to make yeah. through this shit. And then when she fall on her ass, like, and then even girl would like see her fall on her ass and be like, yeah. So like get the fuck back up and fucking do it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, let's what get, do you, what like, do you want? Let's get like, that going. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite monsters from the games is something called the Lichen which they uh touch on it's the uh monster that um uh Eskel tangles with in the woods that makes him transform into that tree like creature. oh yeah i thought that was really cool uh, monster too the yeah. Lich- yeah the lichens are a very challenging enemy in the game you run into them in the deep forest and again like oh where they attract wolves and stuff like that and like yeah like the ground raises up and roots come out after you and like they're like one of the more challenging enemies so like when i was like oh shit they're liching like i was like really looking for- the only only thing is like um i didn't like about that is i had never heard of a lichen being able to um like infect another person and therefore infect the witcher and i would think if it did like i think he would have come back and been like yo i think i fucked up like i got in this battle with a lichen and like i don't he mentions how when he got back he didn't feel right yeah. and the witchers that i know from like the story would he would have like went back to them and said something to them like right away like i think there's something wrong with me instead he goes down the mountain and picks up a pack of whores and brings them back to caramora yeah. which is something <laughs> that did not <laughs> yeah so like that but again i haven't read the books maybe things like that happen every once in a while because like the vesemir from the game would not have been happy about like you know the pack of whores that come in like you know he vesemir seems like he's feeling it when Geralt walks in it's like what's going on he's there like with a drink like oh hey what's up yeah (laughs) like i don't know so yeah but like you know like i said haven't read the book so got something that's gonna be on my uh list like you yeah. said the games are on your list the audio books are on my uh on yeah audio books and the game is definitely on my list as well i probably won't get to it till i probably won't get to it probably till after the uh prequel season but i'll do yeah. it before the third season comes out so i would recommend if i would make a recommendation to anyone that was thinking about getting into the games is i really think you can skip the first game because it really doesn't have much to do with like the stories like in the later games like they barely even mention the plot of like the first game um so and it's also like very dated it was a pc exclusive that came out in like i think 2004 2005 and like it's a kind of a dated game so like if i was going to play the games and i want i would start with uh the witcher uh part two and then go into the witcher three because they actually yeah well i'm just saying like the the story continues like i wish i had gone back and played the witcher 2 because there was a lot of um a lot of people i forgot um one of which is i love the actor that played um deekstra 
who was the spy for Redanian's intelligence service. And he had the owl that he was always talking oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The owl is um, a sorceress that they don't say her name, I don't think, in the series, but I know her from the games. Her name's Philippa Eilhart, I believe. And she um, works for uh, Dijkstra. She's like the sorceress in Redania who like advises them. And, you know, uh, Dijkstra, he has like a and they made this known in the series that he's like in charge of Redania's spies he's like their cia yeah, yeah. like he got I, I like that actor he was in a, another show i had watched recently so i, I was i uh, gotta tell you like i don't know like an interesting about the thing about the witcher is i don't know a lot of the actors like until i saw them in the first witcher se uh, series and then season two um yeah but i don't know a lot of the actors um but the ones that i discovered are really good like yeah. uh I, like it was you know what i mean it's a cast i wasn't very familiar with yeah i and, think everybody uh, stepped up their game this season too Where like yeah even, even the uh just 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 pure the singer guy who i didn't really like from the first season i i i call like dandelion like they did in the first in the first uh season they called him i didn't even know his name was Jesper. in the games they call him dandelion and oh, i yeah. thought in, i thought in season one they called him dandelion like i didn't actually know like it was just his nickname everybody referred to him as dandelion oh like, yeah, yeah yeah that's right yeah but well, I think yeah, it's it, like Jess Jess Pierre or something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I like he dude. He's actually um, I I don't know him from anything else. And I was watching the one episode where he's like bathing in um, like a like an outdoor stream, like by a waterfall or something. And the girl I was watching was like, "Damn!" Like even back in the witch, he looks like he hit the gym hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he got ripped. Yeah. <laughs> Carol makes fun of him for that too. It's just like, yeah, you're still fucking weak. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. He was like, he's got like an eight pack. He was like yeah. fucking totally shredded, yeah. like to like a muscular, like yeah, like you look like you could have been a fighter or something. He's probably fucking more buff than fucking uh, Henry. Cavill. <laughs> like, he's fucking, like, the dwarves totally throw shredded. the fucking uh, axe on him. He's like really hate that shirt don't they that he's like yeah. handed the back to him like all like dainty like he's just like yeah here here's your fucking axe back like he clearly doesn't know how to fight yet he's fucking ripped like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was just like I, I just didn't think like i thought like the um the six pack or like eight pack abs like yeah. i thought that was more of like um a creation of like you know our present day like um gym equipment like the bow flex and stuff i didn't even know like guys could be that shredded back then he was just doing <laughs> mad crunches man yeah, he just yeah i mean <laughs> he was totally yeah it was just it, i don't know yeah um i see that stuck out for you too I, yeah I, well i mean i just thought he was a i just thought he was a much better character this year like i didn't really like him that much the first season i was like oh this guy's kind of annoying but uh yeah, the second like season he girl he's a really good yeah. singer yeah, like that's his like he does he's he was a great choice for the bard i've ne again i've never seen him in anything else i couldn't identify him or half the actor like 95 percent of the actors in the witcher i've not seen in anything else before and they're everybody's been great and like you said they stepped it up some one thing i was like um 
a little unhappy about, but hey, it's no big deal. Is the actor that played um the boar, the the um cursed uh guy from the first episode uh, that played Tormund's Giant Spain and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be a regular character. It turned he might come back. Who knows? Yeah. But um, you know, and it was interesting that his he got cursed because he like um robbed the church and like um raped the priestess he says she's the one and it kind of reminded me of what happened in game of thrones in the first season when drago's people sacked that church and they rape um all the worshipers and stuff like that and she kind of gets her revenge on drago i i don't know I, i i just picked that up and another thing is the whole the first episode with the Bruxa, and I said I really like the Bruxa. I thought the special effects in that episode were um, especially good. At the end, where he shoves the stake through her, yeah, you know yeah. when she's about to chase down Siri because she's trying to control herself, and she's like, "If you run, I, I have to go after you. Like I can't control myself. Don't run because the Bruxa are like uh, such a predatory vampire. They just." can't help it when their prey starts running and he stabs her and then like how she like uh turns her whole head around and like then turns her whole body around and like you hear the bones crunching yeah and she starts yeah. pulling like herself closer to him and like you're mine or no one's like i thought that i thought the special effects were fucking great yeah. like i uh, i i was worried that they were going to overdo it with season two because i heard about all the monsters and the portals and stuff and there was a period at the in the last episode where she keeps bringing monsters through where i thought like maybe they went a little bit overboard with the special effects but it was nothing to the point where i was like all right that's too much cgi i I thought they they did yeah Yeah, i I thought i thought for the most part it looked it looked really good i was worried that they were going to get a little bit like too crazy with the cgi but i thought it was just the right amount yeah yeah i think the thing with the torment thing is uh is one of the reasons probably why he wasn't a bigger uh, character and the reason you only see his face for a few seconds is because everyone would have been like, oh, Tormund's in this show from Game of Thrones like the whole time. Like, I think that's one reason probably why they hit his face for most of that episode and only revealed his face at the end because I think everyone watching it would have been like, oh, it's Tor- Tormund's in this show with Tormund. They, they would just my my friend who I watched it with is a huge Game of Thrones fan and she didn't know it was Tormund until I told her afterwards, even yeah. when they showed his face. Oh, because yeah. in Game of Thrones... Oh, because he had that beard, yeah. He's got a huge beard and he's like maybe three times the size of, like you can see in Game of Thrones, like he was obviously like wearing like multiple layers of like fat suits to make him look like much huger you know they call him a giant you know (laughs) giants mean so um in this show you see him as actually like he appeared like kind of short in real life and he didn't seem that buff like i don't even know if he would he wasn't even like shredded like dandelion (laughs) they they made they made uh sure to uh, make sure gerald was smaller than he was when he had him like side standing side by side with throwing knives and stuff too so that was probably another reason but yeah the camera adds a good like six inches to Geralt's height. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Henry oh no, he is kind of tall though, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's so, just so I'm weird just seeing him from like cute. Count of Monte Cristo as that like scrawny little like kid in Count of Monte Cristo to like 
you know, Superman and Geralt now. Like, yeah. Well, he's, how he's long ago team. was that? Tell me my and Chris, like, though. 2002 ish? 2001? So we're talking about tw- that was him 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I didn't even know that that was him in Calamine Christa. He didn't have like the, uh, that big of a role, and I had never seen that actor before. I most uh, know he was, uh, Henry. I know him from the Guy show. Guy Pierce's son, right? Or what's that? Guy Pierce's son in uh in Calamine Christa. Well, he was Guy. He was actually Edmund Dantes. Oh, sorry. Son, the, the, but yeah. Guy Pierce was tricked into uh, thinking Jim Caviezel's. Jim Caviezel's yeah. son, Jesus' son. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that's so, why when um, like I had originally heard that like uh Henry Cavill was gonna be Superman, I thought I thought um it was him that played uh Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't know that until just now. You know, how did you not know that? <laughs> I don't watch Superman. I hate fucking oh. uh, superhero movies. Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, like, I, I mean, no, I'm glad I didn't. No, I'm yeah. just, I'm saying, I'm glad yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know if I don't think he's like he wants to return to the role again, but uh, he's happy playing the Witcher. He's he's loving <clears> doing the the uh, the fantasy stuff. So, have you seen some of the interviews where where people were like, oh? Uh, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, and he's like uh, Lord of the Rings. Like he's super. Like he he like paints miniatures from like um, um, Warhammer and stuff like that. Like he's like super fucking nerd. Like, like oh really? Yeah. If you watch watch well, yeah, interviews, well, I him, like, I um I watched two interviews with him. One where he's talking about the uh, playing the Witcher games because he apparently has like uh, made like. Uh, I don't know, like five different Geralt builds in The Witcher 3. He talked about how he like has finished uh, the entire game doing all the side quests multiple times. Yeah. The second Witcher game, the first, like he's played the, all the game, like, and he's made a bunch of different Geralt builds, a mage build, a fucking sword. Yeah. So he's like real nerdy into the games. And then um, the other interview I saw with him was a more recent interview the one where he was playing the games that was an interview i saw before the first season aired this the other interview i saw was where he was talking about how he injured himself oh yeah halfway through filming and he's like pointing out like certain parts like they're showing clips of uh season two and like he's like yeah you see the face i'm making he's like I wasn't making that face like trying to act like I was in horrible fucking agony. Yeah. And he was like talking about how I, I, get, I think he had broke a bone in his foot and he's like jogging on it. And he's like, yeah, he's like where I look real angry in that. I think it might have been where he came in. There was a scene where he like comes in and chops like some Nilf guardians head off with his sword. Yeah. Like when Siri like and Jennifer, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He like comes in like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I wasn't just acting angry. I was yeah. angry and in a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was like, well, I mean, not to make fun of his pain. Um, but yeah, but, but he was pumped about like that's how yeah. just into it he was. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like he's fucking real pumped about like <laughs> fantasy and like and like yeah, it's good. It's cool seeing like stars like that especially fucking super fucking ripped fucking dudes that are just like yeah i'm fucking a super fucking nerd what about it? like i've seen yeah. interviews where like 
people try to like make fun of him for that and he, he just plays it he's like yeah i'm into this shit like what the fuck do you do like it, it is, makes it, it makes him a better makes character yeah, yeah I, I prefer yeah. him to be passionate about he loves the carol Geralt. yeah i mean he is the perfect guy to play this like yeah. when i first heard it was him i was like oh man i really don't know if i can see him being Geralt. and within the first like 10 minutes i would say of the first episode of season one i was like never mind he's Geralt to me yeah <laughs> like, yeah like he just immediately like he looked i mean yeah obviously. those are the actors i like that are passionate about what yeah. they're doing and not aren't just doing it for a paycheck like some other people we know like bruce willis who just does yeah. it for a paycheck <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well i think we could have a whole cast on like <laughs> actors that just do shit for paychecks but yeah and just to be clear i just wanted to mention on the cast um there are there's still apparently because i looked at last night when i googled it there's still apparently like a couple like articles from these like absolutely like bullshit fucking websites that don't do any fact checking about like uh henry cavill like uh being fired or quitting the witcher seat uh the witcher series yeah. if for some reason you come across that like it is absolute bullshit yeah. just there's some misinformation that has apparently been like on the internet for a while now and now there is like a second thing about it like it is just total and complete horseshit yeah. he is totally immersed into this like we just said like so if you hear anything about him leaving or being fired like just disregard that yeah <laughs> like, yeah really check like the sources like sometimes you'll see the website <laughs> might be like a somewhat reliable one but where you see they got it from you're like Ooh, like I don't know. It's like, or it's some like from some YouTuber who claims that insider yeah. information or some shit like that. And it's kind of like, yeah, I think that's kind of bullshit. So this is coming from like a, a variety or some like you know legit like movie like source than like. Unless I, I hear it from like, him, or yeah, like from like or the, the director, producer, yeah, a producer of the show, a spokesman for the show or like Netflix or something yeah, comes out yeah. and says like, you know, unfortunately, like blah, blah, blah. Because I was thinking like, how the fuck is season two going to, like they're going to change Geralt's like they did with like the Spartacus, you know, character, but they had to do it with Spartacus because the original Spartacus died of cancer. Well, so, I mean, like, yeah, he was going through he was going through chemo and that's yeah, why they did the prequel season and then because they were hoping he would he, come back yeah, yeah then he ended up dying they were like well we still have to do this other season we have to replay. yeah so they had to go yeah. through like you know it was a dire situation like you know what i mean like i don't know how henry like yeah so but like i had heard that from a friend and then two online sources so i i hesitate to even mention it but like we live in an age of misinformation so yeah. like you know double check when you hear horseshit yeah that's um, why i try not to like when i do like the news and stuff which i didn't do this week because we had a lot to talk about <laughs> but like yeah. i try not to do like rumors i try to find like actual factual information to put out yeah. there i mean rumors are fun to talk about like if you're just speculating on what's going to happen like in another series it but, that it's speculation yeah but to like come out and say that it's like fact that this is actually something that happened is it's just ridiculous yeah like you know like whether it's that or you know i mean we're just talking about like you know fantasy horror and stuff like that but like you know you see like shit about like you know i don't even want to get into <laughs> 
Oh, everything going on in the world? Yeah, we're not going to talk yeah, about any of that. Uh, just Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Google what's going on with him right now. Yeah. Anyway, um, but um, I don't really have that much more. I mean, I could like just rant on for like another hour about The Witcher, but um, I just thought it was, I mean, you could pretty much get it from what I've said. I loved it. Um, yeah, I think I, that about wrapped up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up. Uh, yeah. If for some reason you listen to this entire goddamn thing and hadn't seen the show yet, like, hey, what's wrong with you? But B, go out and fucking watch the fucking show again. Yeah, and <laughs> um, do you know when The Witcher Origins is supposed to? Because it looks like it's in it, it's post production. It looks like it's already done. Yeah, um, I think it just yeah in that trailer it didn't say when exactly. It just said it just said this year. So hopefully by summer, but might not be till fall because they might want to spread it out. Give this some time. Yeah, it just came out the end of la- what, like December. So like yeah. they might want to wait until like maybe like October, November, and then that that way they'll already money be is gonna be yeah money is obviously gonna you wanna yeah um I'm I mean not of course sure. we want it sooner so we can watch it yeah. but like my money's on fall this year so that way they're in production of season three and then by the time season three is finished then we'll have like you know we get like one a year do you think witcher origins season one is going to come out before witcher season three absolutely i'm guessing yeah and then like right after that it would be like season three of the witcher yeah i don't think they've uh even started production on season three yet they have yeah that, 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 that I, mean, I know of, I haven't really read into yeah. it, but that I know of, I don't think they started season three production. They might be in pre-production. Oh, actually, no, they have started pre-production because there were uh, pictures on the, um, I think, not the uh, location. They were location scouting last I saw because they had posted pictures of them uh, oh, really? walking through fields and stuff like so. They oh, were, so they're moving right along. Yeah, so they're, they're location scouting now, So that, but they haven't started filming yet. Uh, well, I'm so, pumped about that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it sounds like they're moving right along. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's pumped about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is obviously going to make a lot of careers because, like, said multiple times, like, I don't know a lot of the cast. I haven't seen them in other. Uh, so I'm thinking, like, you know, uh, a lot of the actors probably in the show are going to end up, like, getting recognition from this and, like, getting bigger and stuff like that. I hope they're able to keep the cast together if the show goes on for, like, say, like, uh, six or seven seasons, like Game of Thrones or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, hopefully they cover like, all the books. That's that's my main Yeah, that, yeah. well, that would, be eight, se- that, would be eight, yeah. that would be eight seasons. Yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, I'm hoping, like, one of the things that was so amazing about Game of Thrones, and, you know, they talk about this uh, HBO, the producers talk about, is that they were able to lock in the cast. I mean, yeah. that's what made it. Like, if you were to lose, like, a key member, the entire thing with falling apart so i'm just wondering if um there was a great article about how like the producers of like um game of thrones learn from uh what happened with the television show rome that was an hbo show like they understood how to balance the budget and that like gave them the ability to like figure out how to work this shit out and i'm hoping that um the netflix producers and the people that are you know involved in um you know working the witcher are able to um if 
it is successful and carries on for another eight seasons, which would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hope that they're able to, um, you know, uh, do the same thing, like replicate it. And, um, you know, cause I loved every season of game. Of Th- I hate to keep comparing it to game of Thrones, but well, it's, like, it's like, a, it's a similar show, but yeah. like, I, I guess in closing, we had mentioned, you had said fantasy horror and kind of emphasized that when we opened the cast. And that was like the big thing that um, me and you kind of had talked about, like off the cast was like, do we consider the Witcher to be like, like really like hardcore immersed in the horror genre. And I would argue like that, like Game of Thrones, I thought was just like kind of like a fantasy show. I wouldn't call Game of Thrones horror. I mean, it's fan, sort of fantasy horror. So it's something yeah. that we could talk about in our, but I thought the Witcher series, uh, you know, the franchise itself is like based a lot more in the horror uh realm than game of thrones was yeah like, absolutely i, I, I mean the main characters material yeah i mean the main characters are straight up monster hunter so like yeah you get much more fucking uh and horror, I, it's, that, so. I, I believe that season three is going to I, I as the story progresses um from what i know things begin to get a lot more horrible like right now the world is uh the witcher world is like going through like a more peaceful process despite all the war and suffering once the wild hunt gets involved things get a lot more pissed so like this is like sort of the calm before the storm right now if you get my yeah yeah absolutely progressively yeah one good benefit that the witcher has that game of thrones did it at least the witcher books are finished the story's done so they, <laughs> they do have they're always going to have the material there we'll have the yeah material they're not going to have from. to there, there's going to be no winging it like yeah they're, they're not going to surpass they're not going to surpass the works of uh the author and then have to like you know get notes and be like well all right well we're gonna take it this direction like fuck it like we yeah. don't know what to do at this point yeah i mean unless yeah unless they do like spinoffs or something like that like you know i mean but i think even like the witcher origins i believe that story is already like written i think that's a, another collection of short stories yeah so i wonder I believe- if any of the uh characters from the origins are going to show up in season three because you know like witchers and stuff like that tend to live <clears throat> a long time and so to like elves and stuff like that so we can yeah stay- they make they say no witcher ha- i'm not sure how long there was actually talk about that in the games and like forums i've seen because like um there's like uh the sorceresses live like hundreds i think like they can live like almost a thousand years um i know that there's like witchers like in the stories that are like well over 400 years old but they say that like the one thing i hear is they say no witcher has ever died of old age 
like witchers like like Geralt says that Vesemir says that he's like the older the oldest witcher I ever knew like died fighting yeah (laughs) since they're made from elder blood and elves live a long time like I just assume they live a long time as well yeah I think there's elves that live like a thousand years like or more than a thousand years maybe even I'm not a hundred percent certain so don't quote me on that but anyway uh yeah so but yeah think we covered everything yeah. <laughs> uh once and once time over so uh i'm immensely psyched about it really loved it and uh yeah i'm really pumped up about uh season three i have my i have my reservations about the witcher origins thing i'm not sure if it's gonna be as good but i'm i'm gonna check it out oh absolutely um, yeah. i'm real yeah. psyched up about the witcher right now and uh yeah i'm gonna check out the uh animated thing maybe before our next cast and if it's worth it maybe i'll mention that next time we cast uh yeah i figured uh i'll probably watch origins then the animated then season one season two into season three is is my uh my goal next time yeah, I was just going to check the animated thing out to see if it was, like, worth my time. Like, I'm I'm not sure, but for, I've heard good things about it, so. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that about uh, wraps it up. Uh, I'm sure we'll think of other things once we <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, finish. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah, we talked for, for we talked for like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I planned on making it, but like, dude, we knew we knew coming in like uh, this was something I was like we were both like very passionate about. So sorry we talked about it for so long, but uh, like, hey man, this is something I love. So just kept thinking yeah. about more shit to, to come up as as we went along. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it was not like, like, oh yeah, that. I remember this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, All yeah, right, well, yeah. like uh, our last cast when we talked about like Resident Evil. <laughs> Right, like summed everything up in five minutes but uh yeah so uh thank you guys for listening and uh yeah man uh take care of yourself and uh i will uh see you next time yeah you too buddy and thanks for listening everyone peace